0: The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning hoopballers and welcome back to DFS today the NBA version. We have the one and only Mike Patria here. I am Santino Cocon and we are ready to kick off the middle of the NBA preseason. Mike, how you doing today? Before we get started,
1: I am doing fantastic. It feels good to be back. It is. It's. It's a long coming. Uh, you know, doing it in the middle of the preseason. I think Dan. Dan Bespris Are uh, you know. Our, our guy up top said it best, you know, sometimes you just got to give the people what what they want. We were going to spend some time, kind of organize ourselves before the regular season, but we're here. We're talking about some preseason. We got three games to talk about. I'm excited. I'm just feeling like the NBA season, as soon as we start doing these shows, Santino, you know, that's like when it hits us. Like, we're there. It's back. We're ready to win some money, ready to win some money for our listeners. But... It's hot down here in Texas, man. It's ten thirty a.m. when we're where I'm recording this. I know it's eleven thirty where you are. So you say good morning. It's good afternoon for you, but how are you doing, my good friend?
0: Well, it's not the afternoon until it's afternoon. Uh, that's that's where that comes from, my my good friend there. But
1: yeah, you know, picking up right where we left off. I see. It's, it's, you know, it's you the late. It's the late
0: morning. Nice. <laughs> exactly. It's the late morning. I'm just I'm just saying that it's a they call it afternoon for a reason. Um. Yeah, I'm excited too. That we're doing our first preseason podcast. Preseason is going on for a few days now. Uh, we are at the end of the first week that they started back up, and we are just very close now. Less than 10 days. I think, uh, for counting today, it's the the 10th day, but less than 10 days because I usually don't count the day of. Uh, the NBA will be back. We'll we'll have a couple games. We'll have a banger of a game for the first one. Uh, the opening game of the season. This is going to be awesome, man. I, I am excited. I am ready to get into it. And just like you said, uh, people are – the teams are starting to ramp up. We're seeing more than a handful of uh, key starters getting good minutes already, which I didn't expect so early in the preseason. I know it's preseason short, but um, I am ready to see all these new-look teams. I know uh, this podcast in particular – We're not going to see that many because there are a lot of players that uh, just aren't playing as of this recording. And I'm sure that even more will come out as we go on. But the NBA season is back. The NBA season is in full gear. And before we start the regular season, the WNBA finals will take place and may possibly be over. We'll see. But uh, it's a great time to be a basketball fan, getting ramped up for those. Uh, And I'm just as excited
1: as you are, man. How about Diana Taurasi? She oh, she's the best. was absolutely cooking, and you know she's, you know, special place in our hearts, Santina, where we're from. And, uh, but she is an absolute beast at her age, just doing the things that she's doing, still at an elite level. Uh, it, you know, people take good basketball goat. for granted. Some, it, she is. That's exactly what she is. She is the absolute goat you touched on some of these injuries and we always mention it's preseason guys be tentative uh you know don't go you know blowing your whole bankroll on this this is supposed to just maybe help you build your bankroll a little bit for the regular season you have to stay on top of it you need you really need to monitor the news up until tip off that's where you're going to hear and see a lot of these last minute uh you know scratches and rule outs and you might even get a little bit of coach speak right before the game starts on what they might be looking at uh, looking like as far as minutes and rotation You'll generally have a good idea of when dress rehearsal rehearsal is going to be, and that's when we can really feel secure about playing these guys big minutes. But, like you said, a lot of injuries, so we're going to help navigate that. We're going to help you guys get through the you know through the storm of who we're looking at, limit that player pool, and just have some fun building and constructing lineups. You know, this is supposed to be just the preseason of DFS as well. You know, it's preseason, so tread with caution, but have some fun doing it.
0: Yeah, and like said, uh, don't go throwing your whole bankroll on this just this preseason is just to give you the taste the taste to get back into the swing of things taste to get your uh research down your stats down your your entire structure everything that you do to build up to making your lineup get it down try and get uh work out the kinks before the real real games start here it's like when you it's like when you go to
1: mcdonald's and you got the bag sitting on your passenger seat and you just reach in there and grab a few fries before you get home You know, you're not eating that whole meal. You're just, you know, get a little taste. But let's kick this thing off, man. Whatever
0: that means. Um, Yeah, let's (laughs) kick this this thing off. We have three games for you on this. Well, here it's a beautiful Saturday, October ninth. We have the Knicks and Wizards at seven ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Raptors Celtics seven forty Eastern Standard Time, and we have the Hawks Grizzlies eight ten Eastern Standard Time. Ah. We'll kick it off with the first one, the Knicks and Wizards. We have a 225 and a half or 225 over under, and the Wizards are favored by one point at home. And we have an extensive injury list. Uh, well, I guess we could say extensive for the last one. The first two are just pretty big. Uh, we have <clears throat> guys like Trevor or uh, Julius Randle, Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Robinson, both out. Then we have Thomas Bryant, Ruby Hachimura and Cassius Winston all out for the Wizards. Uh, Mike, what are, you, what are you looking at on this Knicks squad and uh, in this game? Can you expect anybody to play 30-plus minutes? Um, and if not, wh- wh- where are you
1: looking? Well, 30-plus 30, 30 might be <laughs> a little – I mean, it's, it's Tibbs coaching, so <laughs> who knows? Uh, it's always a you know, good rule of thumb uh, when you're trying to go and try to guess where minutes are going to be. Guess on the higher side would – Tom Thibodeau is the head coach, uh, especially if it's a meaningless point in this game like preseason. I mean, we saw Julius Randle play 30 minutes in that first preseason game. That's, probably, that's one of only, yeah, probably one of the only players in preseason to play that much so far. But so, yeah, I'm feeling good about this. Julius Randle, you know, he is uh, expected to miss this game. I think his wife's having, the, you know, a child. So he flew back home to kind of be with her during that time. So there will not be Julius Randle, but. That just kind of means that that usage is going to get spread around a little bit more through, um, through uh, amongst these starters. So I definitely think, you know, when I'm looking to construct my lineups on only a three game slate, having two to three nicks might not be a bad option. You know, looking at R.J. Barrett, 7,300 in that small forward spot. You know, he's a good bet even when Julius is playing. But with Julius off the floor, a couple more rebounds will probably fall his way. They'll play a little bit smaller, I'm sure, just because, you know, Obi Toppin, another good plug and play kind of guy. Most likely expected to start. He played good uh, good minutes, not like a whole lot of minutes, but played them well in that first preseason game. So I think both those guys are going to be two uh, obvious options. Probably both can be relatively chalky. And then looking at Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, I'd rather play Fournier myself, uh, just because another thing you could look at in preseason is guys in new roles on new teams. They have to get acclimated. They have to kind of build that chemistry. And Fournier is not a guy that's ever been shy to shoot. So I think, you know, looking at him, he'll probably have a lower ownership than Kemba. Kemba, a veteran in this league, that doesn't stop Tibbs whatsoever. But he's also a guy that's not really, you know, a high assist, a high volume uh, assist kind of point guard either. He could get the scoring going. I'm not saying don't play him. I just slightly prefer Fournier over him. So I I like all, you know, basically all four of those guys probably won't go too much towards Noel. He's not a terrible option. He's probably expected to play in this when he sat that last preseason game. And then the only other guy I really have any interest in would be Emmanuel quickly, just because he's a guy that can stuff the stat sheets in you know, 20 to 23 minutes. I don't expect Kemba to be that guy that plays close to 30. If anything, I would probably expect that to be like Barrett, Fournier and Toppin. So if Kemba's back down towards that, you know, 21 to 23 minute roll, you could probably expect another 20 to 22 from quickly. And I think on a point per uh, dollar basis and a point per minute basis, quickly can outscore Kemba. So that's kind of my quick thoughts on this New York Knicks team. I don't know if you have anything to add. If there's anything that you're looking at over there.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm interested to see if they start topping any and plays, uh, as I mentioned possible 30 minutes. I mean, without Randall here, soaking up all the minutes he can handle in the first preseason game, which is just so Tibbs-like, this is a chance for Toppin, who really didn't get to do much in his rookie year, uh, to show out. And I want to see him potentially get 25 to 30 minutes. I mean, he he dropped 10 and 5 in that first preseason game uh, in only 14 minutes. Uh, That's really good per minute production. And we know that this guy can score. He's been working on his game all summer uh, without Randall. I want to see if he gets a start, which I do believe he should. And I do want to see if Tibbs just runs him out there. Cause he's probably not going to get uh, too many minutes in the regular season when this team is fully healthy. Obviously Randall is going to play another 37 minutes a night. If he can, uh, then you have all the guys at the center position that they can throw out when they're all healthy. Uh, He's not going to have too much time to do that if this team stays healthy. So I, I think this is his, a game where he can do that. And I'm with you. I Like, RJ Barrett is going to be probably the number one option here. Should, I'm going to say he's going to play 30 minutes, too. He played 25 in the first. Um, and those are probably the two guys I'm looking at most. And I do like the the quickly as well because in the preseason I want to go with talented guys who uh, should be playing more than they will in the regular season. And I I can imagine uh, Kemba Walker not getting a full complement of minutes. Why would he, with his injury history, second game of the preseason? Can't imagine Derrick Rose getting a ton of minutes. Uh, Quickly should play both point guard and shooting guard uh, and get a good amount of minutes. And we know his permanent production. So I I like the three young guys uh, on the team the most.
1: Yeah, and it would be so Tibbs if this was like a regular season game to start like Noel and Taj Gibson and just, <laughs> you know, uh, and that's probably what would happen if Randall missed a regular season game. I can't see him doing that in preseason. You touched on it. It's just an opportunity to see these guys and get them a couple more minutes. Uh, and I, I expect uh, Toppin to probably draw that start. But again, monitor the news. It's it's Tom Thibodeau. It's his world, and we're just living in it. And
0: for everything we joke around about Tibb, the, the guy can coach. Uh, the guy is one of the best defensive-minded coaches in the league, and he just knows how to pull strings. His time in, in Minnesota didn't go as he wanted, uh, but they still made the playoffs, they, which they haven't done since um, and were having trouble doing before. So regardless, this guy I could coach, all jokes aside. Just want to throw that out there. But the way he, he runs his guys down uh, is, is bar, second to no other coach.
1: Coach of the Year uh, candidate last season. So, uh, turned this Knicks around uh, to a level that nobody expected last season. And I think they're going to do it again this year. But let's move on to these, this Washington team. Kyle Kuzma making the, the debut of a century. Uh, you know, they, they talked about it in Lakerland wait till this guy gets freed and he's not surrounded by LeBron and we're going to see him shine. Uh, he struggled. He looked absolutely terrible in that in his Washington debut, but that doesn't mean that there can't be a bounce back. He was not gun shy. With that being said, he was he was well well aware that he was going to be one of the leading shot takers that game. Uh, missed, I think it was his like first like four or five shots he missed, but he's still an option for us at 57. I prefer to kind of I'm not I'm not too high on too many point guards on this slate. Uh, like I said, I'm probably not going to have too much Kemba. So if I'm looking anywhere, it's probably going to be Sten- uh, Spencer Dinwiddie at 6300. He's another guy. He can stuff the stat sheet. He's definitely going to be a high-volume shooter for this team. He gets the assist. He's a tall, lengthy guard. He can easily get in there and get you four or five rebounds. So I don't mind Spencer Dinwiddie at 6,300. The center position, it's going to be clogged all season. I expect Gafford and Harrell to kind of chop these minutes up. Gafford's definitely the better player uh, as far as DFS just because he could do it on the defensive end with those blocks on DraftKings getting us two points per block. But we have a lot of options to go through. And when I, I'm, I'm, we're really trying to pinpoint minutes equal money. We say it all the time. And yeah, Gafford on a per, uh, per minute basis might be able to outscore these guys. But if he's only going to be playing 20 to 22 minutes, I'll probably go and hedge my bet somewhere else. So Beal, 87. You're gonna. There's only a few guys I'm really going to be spending up on. We already talked about Barrett. We're going to get to a few of these other guys. I don't mind taking a look at Beal, but probably not going to be the guy for me. It's going to be Spencer Dinwiddie and a little bit of Kyle Kuzma I'll sprinkle in. And I'll probably draw the line there. This is the highest over under of the night. So getting some good exposure on both sides of the ball isn't a bad idea, but I, I just can't trust a lot of these guys over here. And I'm just going to put my money on the guys I do trust.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much with you. I really don't want to spend up uh, for Beal at the moment. Uh, Dinwiddie. He, I don't think he's going to play a ton of minutes yet too. I mean, he missed pretty much all of last year uh, with that injury. I know he played 21 minutes in the first looked pretty good. Min- Pretty good for a while. Uh, been, I mean, been practicing and whatnot for a while. Uh, so he's he's there. I just don't think they're going to push him in the preseason because why do they need to? Uh, but I don't mind the price tag there. It's not a bad price tag uh, <clears throat> to go at. Kyle Kuzma, yeah, looked like Dookie the first game. <laughs> Hot but, <and> garbage. Uh, <laughs> like, yep, whatever you want to call it. He just looked bad. But he's just going to shoot. I mean, he there's really not many shots takers slash shot makers on this team. Uh, And especially without Rui, there's really no competition for which, which spot is he going to play? Which forward spot? Uh, He's going to get a good amount of minutes. And when he's in there, he's going to get a good amount of shots. So I don't mind taking a shot at him again at five, seven Uh, Randall's not playing. So the matchup there might be against Toppin, as we mentioned, and that's a matchup that he can win. Um, So I don't mind taking some shots there everywhere else um i do i don't mind hero i don't mind gafford uh it's not in, super enticing but i'll take a shot at one or one or the other i i do think aaron holiday has uh, a solid price tag only at 46 he played 19 minutes in that first one i can see him creeping up a little bit um, i mean <clears throat> we you never know um and then that's probably it those those are the, i think they're going to go I can see Aaron Holiday playing about 24 minutes or so, but I'm not huge on this particular team for game for them. But I think that uh, Kuzma very safe. Gafford, Hero, whichever way you choose, I think they're both going to provide solid value. Um, and then Holiday is the, the lower guy that I go because I just see him taking 24 or so minutes here.
1: I like that holiday call, too, because if, maybe if you're hedging your bet on that Spencer did, Woody, like you said, if you don't think he's going to play big minutes, I'm not expecting him to play, you know, 25, 26 minutes. I'm more probably low 20s, 22, 23. He did miss all last season. But keep in mind, there there was rumors and, in, in, you know, when the Nets were in playoffs, that this guy might be returning during their their playoff run last season. So I think he's pretty much at full health. You know, we'll probably see. Uh, once the regular season actually does start, what their what his role is going to be, I expect a full starters' compliments for him. But Holiday's a guy that they traded for on draft night, and they they anticipate using. He's going to be the main option behind Dinwiddie, and probably the guy that's going to spell him in a lot of blowout type scenarios. So if this game does get out of hand real quick, and maybe you're only playing, uh, you know, those two those major guys that we're expecting big minutes from on the Knicks, and then you want to run it back with a guy in a blowout case scenario, and it still has a good enough floor if that game stays close, Holiday would probably be your guy.
0: Now let's jump on over to the next game of the night. We have the Toronto Raptors playing in, at Boston against the Celtics. Uh, we have a 218 over-under, and the Celtics are 3.5-point home favorites. Uh, and just to let everyone know, the first game was the highest over-under on the night, if that means anything to you. Uh, but on the injury report, we have Jalen Brown he is going to miss this game. Uh, on the Raptors, we have Ken Burke. Chris Boucher, but, but, uh, I forgot to say it, Babby but, 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 Boucher, uh, Pascal Siakam, and Yuta Guantanamo Bay is also going to miss this one. Uh, all right, let's start with the Raptors, man. How are you feeling about this team? We we got a glimpse of them. They already had two, two preseason games uh, without most of these guys already. But how are you looking at uh, spending up on the Raptors here?
1: Yeah, I really don't mind looking at pretty much almost anybody in the starting lineup. But obviously, we're not going to be able to do that. We already talked about a bunch of these Knicks guys that we're interested in. Uh, but I'm going to start off with, like I said, point guard. Not a not a very enticing position tonight with a lot of these guys sitting. You know, if I'm not playing Dinwiddie, it's probably going to be Fred VanVleet is the other guy I'm looking at. Very similar price tags. Uh, I think Dinwiddie at 63, Freddie at uh, 64. You know, Freddie's going to have to take a big load for this team this season without Kyle Lowry. We're expecting him probably to lead this team in shot attempts as long as Siakam's out as well. So I don't mind him. I love this, how, the way that this dude facilitates as well. He can easily get you a double-double in a preseason game, and it wouldn't shock me one bit. So at 6,400, I definitely like me some uh, Fred VanVleet. And then their young rookie. Scotty Barnes, he looked absolutely incredible during that first preseason game. He was facilitating. He was playing great defense. He could slide over from the three to the four very easily and interchangeably. I feel like you know every single person on this Raptors is about six eight and can play every single position. So I don't know if that's something that they're going for. If they are, it's going to work out great for him because Scotty Barnes is going to be very OG like uh, when he was younger. So. I don't mind looking at Scotty bars, but I just talked uh, about OG and I probably slightly prefer OG over Scotty, just because I think OG is going to actually step up in the scoring column a lot this season. You know, we've seen his game evolve over the past few seasons where he's always been known for his defense. He can knock down these threes, but I feel like we're going to see him kind of push the tempo a little bit more, kind of take those, uh, you know, those full court presses and just he's going to have to score. They're going to need somebody to get buckets. And he's now become a veteran on this team, one of the longest tenured Raptors on this team. So I'm very much in enticed by all three of those guys. And then if you need to save, if you want to look somewhere else, you can also look at Precious. I don't think he's going to have that tremendous of an upside, just knowing that, you know, he's he's new guy on the team. He's only been around these guys for what has it been about, you know, three months now, not even. So he's gonna start at center as long as all these other guys are out. So he's gonna get some usage, he's gonna get some rebounds, but This is a team where like i said precious isn't much bigger than a lot of these forwards and uh you know the small forwards and power forwards on this team the rebounds can really fall anywhere and there's a lot of forwards to like on tonight's slate so you really kind of have to decide what you're going to do with them yes you can play them at that center position but we're going to get to another guy uh momentarily that we're going to be looking at that position as well so uh, my top options would probably be uh scotty barnes og and fred van vliet wouldn't mind a slight amount of precious Probably won't be going towards any Goran Jogic or Gary Trent Jr. Uh, Just two guys that, Goran Jogic being a veteran that probably won't even be on this Raptors team two months into the season. And then Gary Trent Jr. working his way back from an injury and just a pure shooter and scorer. You really need to rely on him knocking down, you know, like 7 of 10 shooting or 8 of 12 shooting to return the value during a preseason game. Because the minutes aren't going to be there for him to necessarily get a bunch of steals, rebounds, or assists or anything like that. So, I'll probably leave it to those main three guys, sprinkle a little precious, and then call it a day.
0: Yeah, um, I think OG is, is is my favorite on the team. Uh, favorite on, I was going to say on the game, but he might be my favorite per dollar on the game. Uh, the guy played 25 minutes in the first game, dropped over 20 points. Then he played 30 minutes in the last one, dropped over 20 points again. Uh, I, I can see him playing another 30 minutes. I mean, there are not... They they don't have Birch, they don't have Boucher, they don't have Siakam. Uh that's that's most of their front court depth. And then uh Wantanaby, he's he's also out here too. And he he played both forward spots last year as well. Uh I know it's only the preseason, Scotty Barnes is gonna play a lot, but OG is is a guy that they really like. And I, I can see him playing another 30 minutes. And without those guys on there, uh there are a lot of front court shots to go around there. A uh, Precious is not a guy who's Probably going to take a ton of them. Uh, Scotty Barnes is still acclimating. I mean, this third preseason game now, um, so I can see OJ OG, OG playing another 30 minutes, taking uh, being more of a focal point on the offense as well. Uh, so I really like him here. Uh, VanVleet, yeah, he's he's going to be the guy on this team, and at 6,400, even if he only plays 25 minutes or so. Um, like he's played 23 and 29. So he crept up too. Um, Even if he plays 25 though, that's still a good price tag for him in in this particular matchup. Those two are the guys I'm leaning to most. I don't mind precious, even though I just mentioned him as he's not a guy who's probably going to command the basketball, but at four nine, knowing that he's going to play, knowing that there's not that much uh, depth behind him, that is really going to make an impact on the season for the Raptors when, when they're fully healthy. I don't mind going there. Uh, he played 23 in the last game. It's probably where he's going to stay. He stayed. He played 25 in the first, uh, but that's not a terrible price tag. Um, outside of those guys, the 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 main the main guys, I don't mind taking a look at Svi. I th- I just think he's going to play all around. Uh, I'm playing him at at multiple positions here, and he's played a decent chunk of minutes the first couple games. Uh, 23 in that first one, 19 in the second. He's taking some good shots off the bench. I don't mind going there. I just don't think we need to uh, because not everybody's priced appropriately in the preseason. We know that. Not everybody's going to be – no one's going to be near 11K normally. Uh, So I don't think you have to. But if you are just stacking the box with big names and you really just don't want to do too much research and and you're trying to do it like a regular season game, I'd say, I don't mind taking a look at speed. But I think OG and and Van Vliet are the two guys I'm definitely targeting here.
1: He's definitely a good tournament option because he's the dude that we just talked about Gary Trent Jr. being able to go seven of ten or something like that. So he can do that too. He's a great shooter. Uh, he knows how to put the uh, the ball on the floor pretty well too. I believe one of his biggest preseason games was that first preseason game where Gary Trent Jr. was out. But that doesn't mean that this dude just can't get hot any time of the game. So I, I don't like I don't mind that call at all.
0: Right, and uh, let's. On over to the Celtics side, man. Who are you looking at on the Celtics? And outside, I mean, I guess you can start with the big guy, Jason Tatum, uh, who played 25 minutes in the first one. Without no without Jalen Brown, they're probably going to play him again 25, 30 minutes. But uh, do you want him here? And if,
1: I, if I do. you do,
0: who, who else you like?
1: Tatum is the guy I want to spend up on. So I talked about not yep. wanting to spend up on Bradley Beal, and that's because if I'm spending up on anybody over that 8K mark, it would be Jason Tatum. But no Jalen Brown. We've seen – A few times last season when the scenario happened what tatum's usage looks like he's going to be playing a little bit more of the three this season they've already touched on that they're talking about playing robert williams and al horford next to each other and that might mean slightly less rebounds for tatum but that means more scoring opportunity more three-pointers from him as well so i don't mind looking at jason tatum one bit this dude has just elevated his game every single season year in and year out and it looks like he's gonna be taking another big step forward you know, this dude's gonna be creeping up probably on scoring 27 points a game this season is my best guess, and I, I definitely have some interest in him. Outside of him, it gets a little bit lackluster. You know, this game has one of the lower totals on the night. Uh, Al Horford, the veteran, you know, we could look at him, but I already talked about it. I'm I'm not I'm not short on cash when I'm building my lineups right now, so. There's a few guys I like that are a little bit more expensive than Al Horford, a couple hundred dollars more, who I just think have slightly more upside. Now, do I love him for season-long fantasy? Absolutely. It's Al Horford. If he's going to be playing a consistent role, we know his game could just spread across the box score. But I'm not expecting a veteran guy like this to play much more than 20 to 22 minutes. And I just don't see him getting done what we're going to need to get done to take down any of these GPPs on tonight's slate. So I'll probably shy away from him if I were to go anywhere. It'd Probably be Robert Williams, who point per minute, uh, this dude's a beast. And I don't think he's ever really played games over 25 minutes as is throughout his entire career. And we've seen him crush some fantasy box scores and some DFS box scores for us. So, you know, a little lackluster game in that first one. I think he only had one actual point, not a high volume score, but he's a dude that could pass well for a big man. He's going to get some boards. He's a little undersized, but uh, the blocks are always there for him as well. The steals are always there for him. So. I don't mind looking at him. Again, there's a lot of centers that are around that price range I will look at. But if I had to pick some of these Celtics, it would probably be Robert Williams, Jason Tatum. And then if you wanted to go with a couple dart throws, you could you could try to guess on which one of these guards is going to play the most minutes. Marcus Smart is going to open the season as a starting point guard. But Schroeder and Pritchard are going to be involved as well. I can see Pritchard being kind of that backup young guy and getting a few extra minutes on the, during a preseason game. But it's preseason. It's really a dart throw uh, between all three of those. And it wouldn't shock me if we see uh, one of them start, just knowing that Jalen Brown's going to be out. And Jalen Brown's been primarily playing the two for him during the preseason. So between, you know, probably my best guess would probably be Pritchard starting, just because I think they like Schroeder coming off that in that bench role. Uh, But something to keep an eye on. And there's even Naismith. Uh, It wouldn't shock me if they decided to start Naismith, where, you know, you can look at whoever's starting at that two in place of Jalen Brown. And it could be, uh, you know, one of those GPP type plays. Now, we have a lot of other guys that we'd probably go with in cash that we feel a little safer with, but they're in play for me for sure, whoever's going to start at that too.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you there. Jason Tatum is the guy that I'm going for. Uh, without a doubt, no Jalen Brown. He's just good. Even if he plays 25 minutes, he's probably, he could possibly take 25 shots uh, in this game. It should be fast-paced. It should be a good one. Um, and he's just getting started this. second preseason game for the Celtics. So I'm hundred percent on him. Robert Williams, another guy I am very high on in this one. Uh, I don't know if he will play a ton of minutes. Like you said, he doesn't even play a ton of minutes in the regular season, but he's going against a front court. That just has precious uh, precious OG is going to be playing power forward uh, or, or Barnes is going to be playing power forward. One of those two on the court. Usually but they don't all their big guys. I, I guess if, uh talking to Nick nurse. They're not really big Burke. Uh, Burke, Pat Siakam, and uh, Boucher, they're not true centers, but none of them are playing. So Robert Williams should be able to command that paint. Might not be offensive production, but he should be commanding that paint. Uh, but while he's out there, 4,800, I really like that. And uh, yes, someone's going to be starting for Jalen Brown. I actually think it might be Josh Richardson. Um, he played good amount in that first one. He played 24 minutes in the first one. He played the, the most minutes off the bench in that first game. So I'm thinking that he might get that call, uh, and I for 4,100, I don't mind that. One of them is going to get that call, whether it's Richard uh, Schroeder either playing off the ball or pushing Smart off the ball for one game, seeing how that works. Maybe Naismith joins in there, uh, or Josh Richardson. I think it's Josh, but we'll, we'll see if they would just want to keep him in that six-man role for now. Uh, and Hernan Gomez actually started that first game. Not going to look at him. I think other people are going to look at him, but I'm not going to be the one. I'm with you, though. I think it's Tatum, for me, is the guy that I want on this slate. Uh, Robert Williams is the guy that I want in this one. I like him. And uh, I'm leaning towards Josh Richardson. Uh, Whether he starts or not, I think he's going to creep up. He played 24 in the first. I think he's going to creep up to maybe 27. And if he starts, that could possibly be 30. We'll see.
1: It's a good call. Yeah. I mean, it's really a dart throw. Any one of these guys can easily start because it's not like Marcus Smart is a natural point guard anyway. <laughs> uh, they, yeah. And You know, they have three natural point guards and then they have three prototypical shooting guards as well. So we're going to kind of have to see how this one shakes out. Uh, luckily, it's the first game, one of the first games on the slate. So we should have that information before tip off. But even if you get it, it doesn't mean you need to panic and swap somebody in, swap somebody out. There's plenty of options that we could use. We're going to get to this last game in a moment where it is just filled and filled with fantasy value. So, I'm they mostly might, leaning. They might those. call us. I don't think they have enough bodies. I, I think we're getting a call. we got to fly to Memphis tonight. Listen, I keep my phone on. Uh, it's off vibrate all night long, just in case. You know, I got I got the the plane tickets already booked. I'm ready to go if they do. It's not going to be much production. Don't play me. Uh, I'll, I'll probably be looking at, like, an 0 for 6 night with six turnovers and three assists. But I can guarantee you those three assists. They're going to be flashy.
0: Oh, I, I was thinking, uh, I can give them 10 minutes and, and foul out there. So I, I can <laughs> do that for them.
1: <laughs>
0: you're, you're going to take six shots at an NBA game. I don't know about that one.
1: I've so, played backyard basketball <laughs> with Santino for many years. They're hard fouls. Those guys are, those aren't going to be and one plays. I can tell you that much. They're going to be hard. fouls.
0: <laughs> My one night, if I get the ball, I'm shooting. That's it. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to get six shots up in an NBA game. I shoot. will get six fouls, though.
1: I can do that. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Well, you can't. No, it's, uh, Santino, you're forgetting. This is preseason. Yeah, I don't, no. don't, don't you get nine? Or is that just but summer I, league. I'm
0: thinking that I'm going to get a, a technical in one of those fouls, at least. I don't know if they're going to let me continue oh. playing.
1: If you don't get thrown out of your only NBA game <laughs> ever, I mean, did you really play? It, you you shouldn't have. <laughs> You wasted, it. it was a wasted talent there. <laughs> All right, man, I'm ready to move on to this last
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this last one, we have the Atlanta Hawks, half of them, traveling to the Memphis Grizzlies. We have the lowest total of the night at 217.5, a half, a half a point lower than the previous game. And the Hawks are one and a half point road favorites. On the injury report, we have, oh, let me get my glasses out here because there's a lot of reading. Uh, but we have the Hawks have Clint Capella, O, double O, my boy, Onyeki all both out. We have DeLone Wright, Trey Young, Doubtful. We have DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter, questionable. On the other side of the ball, we have Steven Adams, Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, Chris Dunn, Jaron Jackson Jr., Sean McDermott, Sam Merrill, Ja Morant, and Killian Tilly all out. And it, I would say it wouldn't surprise me if other people joined, but... Honestly, I don't know if they have enough bodies to have other people join on that team, but we will start with the Hawks, man. Um, it's, I can't imagine that uh, Trey plays. I can't imagine that Wright plays. Um, and Bogdanovich wasn't mentioned on that in official injury report, but he's also, um, he's he's not going to play, or he's he's also questionable. He missed the last one. So we'll see if he plays. It was only a, re- a rest on the last one, but We'll see if he plays. Uh, there's just a lot to siphon through in this entire game.
1: Absolutely. And I, I agree with you. I don't think we see any Trey Young or DeLong Wright. Those were actually real injuries that the guys had. This isn't is like a rest <laughs> case scenario. So it's, uh, I believe it was an uh, ankle injury for Wright. And was I think it was an ankle injury for Trey Young, too, if I'm not mistaken. But. Uh, not going with either one of those. You can't trust it. We'll probably get that news um, you know, way before. This is the last game of the night, but we'll have that news probably early on in the afternoon that neither one of those guys are going to play. But that just means that there's going to be uh, ball handling opportunities for other players. Uh, you know, We saw Wright start in place of Young in that second game because uh, Young got hurt in the first preseason game. I think he only played about six or nine minutes or so. So, you know, who starts at point guard? It'll, it's going to be whoever's available right now. You know they have Skylar Mays. I don't. He's not a guy that I'll be looking at. I'd be looking at Bogdanovich if he does play. Seventy-three hundred seems like an expensive price tag, but I mentioned it. I'm not hurting for money on this slate. There's a lot of options that we could go down to and play. So I think he's going to be one of my top options, and then Cam Reddish as well at fifty-one hundred. You can slot him into that shooting guard role. Uh, I think he's going to be a high usage guy for him during this preseason game, just because all these other bodies are out. He's an unbelievable talent that's slowly, slowly budding. You know, a lot of people called him a bust early on in his career, but. He's only been getting better and better, especially defensively. So looking at, I think he had a ton of steals in that last one. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but uh, as I was streaming it, because I I was playing some DFS action, uh, I felt like he came up with like three or four steals during that game. So I have interest in both these guys. I think they're both going to be the two primary uh, you know, play initiators and facilitators in this game. Lou Williams, probably going to come off the bench, but when we're talking about preseason, you're not going to be you know, going towards the guy that was on the on the edge of retirement necessarily as going to be playing 30 plus minutes or anything like that he is a high volume shot taker so there is that in his arsenal but they know what you get you know what you're getting from lou williams he's not a guy that you really need to sit and roll out there big minutes in preseason it's a good opportunity to see what these other guys can do if this situation arises during the regular season and we've seen bogdanovich and reddish both handle the ball very well for the hawks uh last season so those would be my two primary options i'm looking at now john collins at 6800 uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of John Collins. I actually think he's going to have a little bit of a down year coming into the season. But when there's nobody to take these shots other than, like I just said, Reddish and Bogdanovich, he's going to be going against a very, very porous and lackluster Memphis squad in general, let alone front court. So I don't mind looking at John Collins at 6,800. He's a guy that could turn out some pretty good point-per-minute stats for this team on tonight's game. But those would be my three main options. I, I don't really want to go to uh, the gorgeous, uh, gorgeous Dang, but gorgeous. he's there. He's he's very gorgeous, man. He's a, he's from Senegal, uh, but I I do like him. Um, but I just don't see myself going. He double doubled in that last game in limited minutes. He's a guy that could easily do it again tonight. Like I just said, Memphis really just doesn't have the bodies to compete down low. They're going to be playing with pretty undersized centers during this game. So he's there for you at fifty six hundred. Is the upside there for you? No, but he's probably a very very safe option for you. So you know if you're not looking for say a higher floor type of guy. I just don't know if he has that tournament winning upside, but very, very much in play. So those would be the four main options I'm looking at. And if I had to rank them, it would be Bogdanovich, Reddish, Collins, and then Dang.
0: Yeah, and uh, I like a lot of these guys here. I mean, there's not that many. um, There's a lot of people out. Uh, Bogdanovich is probably going to play a good amount of minutes if he plays. He played 23 in the first one, rest in the second one, probably played 25 or so in this one, 26. Uh, he's going to be the primary primary ball handler, and I like him. Cam Reddish has been playing pretty well. Uh, he was hurt pretty much all last year. Came back in the playoffs, looked pretty good. Uh, Jang, I do like Jang. He he double doubled in, in in 31 minutes in the last one, but he played 14 in the first, so it jumped up. They really don't have much front court depth uh, with Capella and Double out. Uh, there's not huge outside of just Collins is, is, and I mean, uh, Gallinari is not going to be playing any power forward here. There's not a lot of front court depth unless they want to throw like (laughs) Joe Okafor or or someone they know that might not even make the team out there, but, uh, I don't mind Jang. I I do like him there. And and Collins is, is just. Normally wouldn't have liked him, uh, in this slate, but there's really without most of these people out there, he's going to have to take some shots. He played twenty twenty five in that last one. He played twenty two in the first. He could creep up to twenty eight. Keep going that that three, each time. Um, and he could easily double double here with playing against nobody's, uh, and it and having to be one of the focal points of the offense, which he normally is, but still uh, even more so here. Um, and if you did want to take a shot, if you're a guy that's going to throw out Tatum and Beal and every expensive guy that actually is playing. I think jalen johnson the rookie i, I like this kid i'm um, without all of these bodies without trey young without a uh, herter hunter right uh, he should be playing he's going to get a lot of these uh wing minutes and i, I would expect him to because this kid was a good pick this is a very good pick that they got late and i like this kid if he can play 25 minutes at 4600 i would pay him for him i just don't think we have to uh, I know I don't have to go down there, but I know other people are going to. And if that's where you're looking in that four, six hundred range for your last spot, because you are loading up top, um, that's a guy that I'd, I'd target. I
1: target. I can't believe he actually fell that far in the draft. You know, he was a guy that was expected at one point in time was being considered uh, close to a lottery pick, but. The only problem I'm running in with Collins is all these forwards that we did talked about. You know, we, we talked about Tatum. We talked about OG, Scotty Barnes, Obi Toppin. You know, that's where a lot of uh, the upside seems to be is that forward. And yeah, I'm not saying Collins doesn't have the upside, but it doesn't. it's not one of the positions that I'm primarily spending up on as of right now outside of Tatum. So I'll probably, you know, I'm not t- running a ton of lineups out tonight. I maybe have three or four different lineups out there. And he'll probably be, if I have four, he'll be in like maybe one, possibly two of them. Uh, But, you know, he's the guy that I just see myself spending up on the guards a little bit more. And Bogdanovich being that guy that I don't mind spending up on. But again, if you wanted to spend down at the guard position, you can easily go with Reddish and still go and spend up on a guy like John Collins. Split the difference and feel pretty good about it either way that you want to go with it.
0: And let's uh, get to this last game of the night, man. Uh, I'll give you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who can guess the starting lineup for tonight? It's going to be crazy, but we have, or I said game, last team of the night. Uh, we have the Memphis Grizzlies without, at least out of now, nine people are going to miss this game. And the majority of those are starters, like Adams, Anderson, Brooks, Jackson, Ja. That could likely be their starting five. Uh, maybe Kylie Anderson doesn't make it in there, but uh, that could likely be their starting five. They're not playing neither is killian tilly or um, i said um neither is chris Dunn. neither is sam merrill neither is sean mcdermott that's just a lot of bodies uh where are you going with this i know there's a there's a couple people that get a lot of minutes regardless or should be getting a lot of minutes uh mainly those melton and Bain. but where are you going with them and outside of them
1: well yeah you just you just you know led with, the, led with the, the juice right there, and it's Melton and Bain. I mean, these two guys are two guys that could push for starters minutes, and they're kind of messing with the rotation a little bit. We haven't seen them play in the preseason with Dylan Brooks just yet, so we've been seeing both Melton and Bain start. Um, and who knows, we could end up seeing that sometimes throughout the season as well. I I'm a big D'Anthony Melton guy. I think you are too. We both been just harping on this guy for his point per minute production for everything that we said about Robert Williams. It's the same thing with Melton at the guard position where, you know, even if this guy gets 20 minutes, he can come out there and pour on 35 DK points pretty easily. He just does it all between his defense blocks and steals from the guard position. Uh, he manages those. He's a good scorer. He's a good facilitator. He's probably going to be the starting point guard for this team. I anticipate that he's going to be the chalkiest player on the night, and for good reason. He's been just pouring it on in the preseason thus far. So I'll be going back to the Melton well on this one. I'm I, i, I I'm anticipating a starting lineup along the lines of Melton, Baines, Zaire Williams. Uh, we'll probably end up seeing uh, – Clark.
0: Brandon, Tillman, Brandon, yeah,
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Brandon Wright, and then – I said Brandon Wright. Uh, Brandon Clark. Yeah. Brandon Wright, throwback Mavs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Clark, and then Tillman at the center position. And I think everybody in that starting lineup outside of uh, Williams will probably be my player pool. I have to limit it, and I just don't see myself playing Williams over guys like Cam Reddish, over some of these other guys that we spoke about, including Obi Toppin at a very similar price tag. But Anthony Melton, Desmond Bain, we've seen Desmond Bain during the summer league just lead this team in scoring. He's an absolute pistol from the three-point line. He's probably the best shooter on this team, so... I expect high volume shot attempts. Wouldn't surprise me if he leads the team in shot attempts on tonight. So looking at both those guys, and then looking at the center position—that's what I was talking about earlier. There's a lot of options, but you can mix and match between Wright and Tillman. Wright also has that power forward eligibility as well. So, you know, looking at both of those guys, and just you keep know, and Wright, I keep saying Wright. <laughs> I, <just> <laughs> I keep saying Wright. <laughs> I want Brandon Wright to be played right now. Clark, I'm sorry. Price Brandon is wrong. <laughs> The Brandons. Uh no, yeah, thank you. And so Tillman has that power forward eligibility as well, so you can mix and match these guys. I anticipate playing one of these guys at my center position. Now, if I had to pick, it would probably be leaning more towards Tillman. Uh, we've seen him just be the slightly better rebounder than Wright. Wright, I said it again. Clark, Brandon Wright Jeez. got me. He's got, got a <laughs> Uh Tillman playing over Brandon Clark uh in most of my lineups but i'm gonna be mixing and matching these guys so that's kind of when i say i'm building four lineups i'm gonna have probably the main core uh in just about all of these and then just swapping in and hedging my bet a little bit you know one might have brandon clark 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 no (laughs) (laughs) and then uh and then a a different one will have tillman i'll have some lineups that will have reddish the other one might have bogdanovich you know i'm gonna just be hedging my bet on a lot of these guys it might be og in one it might be scotty barnes in another Sort of like that kind of thing. But for the most part, I'm going to have Melton and Desmond Bain in a lot of these lineups. I'm going to have R.J. Barrett in a lot of these lineups. Tatum in a lot of these lineups. Obi in most of them. Uh, probably, if I'm playing, like I said, if I'm playing four lineups, Obi it will probably be in about half of those. Probably play with two. Because there's a little bit more risk associated with him as opposed to some of these other guys like OG that we just talked about. And just mixing and matching. I think these are the guys that I'm going to keep mostly in my player pool. I really limited it. I'm not saying Zaire Williams, their top draft pick in the, coming out of this last year's draft. Can't get it done. Just not a guy that I'm willing to bet on just yet. Kind of want to see a little bit more out of him. I thought he went a little bit early, uh, a little earlier than he was expected to go in the draft. Now, that doesn't mean anything. You know, draft is done. Once the draft is done, who cares where a guy was taken? Marvin Bagley, for instance, second overall over two of the probably top young stars that we're going to see for the next 15 to 20 years. Uh, So it means nothing where they were taken in the draft necessarily, but. I just feel a lot more confident in these other guys like Desmond Bain, De'Anthony Melton. And then just knowing that there's some rebounding upside and some of that interior upside uh, for everything that we just said about Memphis's interior, you know, Atlantis, isn't going to be much better. John Collins, not necessarily known for his defense. Dang, a little slow. So I think these young guys can easily beat him off the dribble if they wanted to. But those are the four main guys I'm looking at. I don't think I need to get too, too cute. i uh, not going to be really playing Tyus Jones, even though he might get some, you know 15 to 20 minutes even if he starts i probably won't play tyus jones so i'll leave tyus jones and Zaire williams off my player pool and just stick with those four main guys
0: yeah and uh you said 15 to 20 years i, I think you'd be in like 10 to 12 or so it's <laughs> gonna be gonna the be, next not gonna be stud. a young star for 15 to 20 years It'll look um, young yeah that guy doesn't he's not gonna age <laughs> but yeah i'm with you uh, melton bain Clark and Tillman are the four I'm going after. I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't have minded Zaire Williams, but him being six and 700 more than Melton and Bain, I'll, I'll pass. Like I'd rather just have Melton at $600 cheaper. I like him even if they were the same price, even if Melton was $600 more, I would have rather had Melton. So I'm not sure where the math is on that, but I just don't like him for that reason. I think Melton and, um, Clark are my two favorite options on this team, though. I think Clark's going to play 25 minutes or so. And this guy's been, I know he's buried again, uh, but this guy's been good when he's gotten the minutes. And hes he has a good fantasy game. He can step out and make a three. He can block, he can steal, he can rebound, uh, and he can score some points in multiple levels of the floor. Uh, so I like him here. Melton, you touched on it. Um, I don't have to expand on that. We, we both like him for his fantasy-relevant game. Um, Bain's going to have to take a lot of shots, so I do like him here too, uh, but I'm leaning more towards Melton, Clark, and then Bain, uh, but I really don't mind either. Tillman is there as well. Uh, the guy's just a good basketball player. He's, he fits the system very well. Um, I'm just leaning towards the those three guys to take a big better shot on.
1: Uh, that's what we're looking for. We know nobody here is going to be playing 40 minutes or anything like that. So the shot takers and the shot makers and the guys that can just stuff the statutes in a few different ways are going to be the key to success. If we're trying to win an NBA preseason. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think we're probably on the same. And yeah, Marcus Gasol, just because all the centers out does not mean Marc Gasol is going to play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this dude's just along for the ride. This is his retirement tour. You know, maybe on the last game of the season, we look at Marcus Gasol, we kind of see him just go out with a bang like, like we did with, uh, you know, I think it was like Dwayne Wade and Dirk on those last games that they played a few years back where they – I think they both probably had like 50, D, 50 or 60 DK points there in the last game of the season. Now, Marcus Gasol won't do that in that last game, but it will get you a solid 35, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm, I thought – I'm pretty sure he retired the other day. He just signed in uh, – signed with the Grizzlies to retire is, is where he started, and then he signed in um, Europe, I believe.
1: Oh, did he now? I didn't even see that. I know Powell just announced his official retirement from basketball. Uh, you're probably right, though. It wouldn't surprise me. It feels like those guys are the same age, but how, how much younger is Mark compared to Powell? He's he's like three or four years younger than him, isn't he? Yeah, but he's still, I want to say he's still 36. Still old?
0: Yeah, he's super old still. <laughs> oh, I think that's, that's all I really <laughs> got man.
1: for this game, man. Um, I don't know if there's yeah, anything else you want to say.
0: No, that was it. Uh, We did a long one for only three, but it is our first one back, so we wanted to throw out all that good news for you guys. Uh, We will be getting back into the swing things. I don't know how many more we'll do in the preseason, just because the regular season's right around the corner, and we are ramping up for that. We'll probably do another one or two uh, in the preseason before we get started. Uh, Anything else you want to add before we add some extra at the end?
1: Yeah, let's make it a little longer. Uh, no, I just, I, I'm just i yeah. just happy to be back doing this, man. Happy to be doing these shows with you. Really excited for this season. Uh, if you're listening to this, we, we've we been tweeting it out. We are recruiting over here at Hoopball for this DFS side of things, whether it's you know writing, whether, discording, whatever you think that you can do uh, to provide some value to our team. If you're experienced playing DFS, if you have the results, if you're dedicated and motivated, we'll give you a shot. We just got to talk to a few people. You can either message Santino, I, or Dan Bespris on Twitter. Uh, But this team's growing. We have a a, a lot of confident people on our squad already who have grown with us. And, you know, as this beast keeps growing, we're looking for more bodies. So uh, if you're interested, shoot us a message. You know, maybe not now, maybe not tomorrow, whenever you feel like it. Hopefully before the season, because that is when we will stop recruiting. We're going to start shifting gears. But really excited for this, man. Really excited to be back. And it just feels good when you got DFS going on for basketball. I feel like a degenerate already when the way I'm watching the news for preseason. So... That's all I got, man. I'm ready to get out of here.
0: Yep. And that is it for our first show back. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you again soon. And again, the regular season starts Tuesday, October 19th. The Nets Bucks kick it off. See you soon. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.